Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode 230. It's your boy, Celeb. It's your boy, Celeb. How you doing, huh? How you doing? <laughs> Shut up, Bolts. He's over there copying me. It's my boy, Bolts, joining me again. What's up, broski? What's up, dog? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm good, bro. I'm yeah? good. Still no TJ with us. I think we love you, though, bro. Yeah, we love you. And he knows. You know, we know he's busy, and he knows that we're busy. Because we busy. Bolts is drinking a fucking <laughs> Capri Sun over there. We're busy making podcasts and making content for you guys. So, uh, Bolts, what you been drinking? What you been gaming, bro? Bro, let me tell you. Look, I picked up this drink the other day. Look. Look, it's one of the most bestest things I've ever had the in my bestest. life. It's a Capri Sun strawberry kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you're drinking right now. I fucking hate you, bro. Oh, oh. no, but it is good. I, yeah. I can't, I can't doubt it. strawberry kiwi. Anything is amazing, yeah. though. By the way, um, drinking uh, my DP. I, you know what? I've had this. I've had this fruit flavor soda kick for a while. Cherry. It, it could be it be strawberry cherry. A, a fucking orange, orange out the wazoo. Even some grape. I don't even know why, because I can't stand grape flavor stuff. But that's what I've been drinking, God, bro. Uh, what I've been gaming. I've uh, been throwing my remote at the TV, playing Madden 19. Um, why? And, uh, why? It's just it, it. It just baffles me sometimes. I heard that Madden 19 is not as good as 18. I I, I can almost agree with that. Um, it th- feels weird. It, it just. It, it doesn't feel as responsive with the analog sticks as, I, as, as I'm used to. I think that's an active movement. Or it, the, I mean, a realistic movement that they have it, now. And, and I understand you want to make it as realistic as you want. I mean, don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. It'd be great. But you're still playing a fucking video game. Yeah. You know, if, if you cut to the right, you don't want you don't want to have to, like, slow your motion down. And you just want to cut to the right. And go, yeah, exactly. You know? Um, but, yeah, just something about the game completely baffles me. Yeah. You know? Um, and of course, uh, my legends, dog. I, I stay on that on a regular basis. Don't roll your fucking eyeballs at me. No, no, no. I'm rolling my eyes because earlier you were having a little fucking pissed off his fit earlier, bro. Oh, well, yeah, because it was because the fucking servers were down and they had down to do a like massive update. Which the which the update to Legends is absolutely Great. amazing. It really is. They've completely redone the whole top down menu yeah. along with the, uh, the the styles of the cards and er- the gameplay itself. And that's mobile itself. too. Huh? Uh, yes, that which I'm still updating on my damn phone. <laughs> you have it connected to my internet? Huh? No, I have 4G. exactly. I have, I have 4G LTE. I'm good. So what? I have like 5G no, Wi-Fi. No, you don't. No, yes, you don't. I have. I have the time. You brought over Gears of War five or Gears of War four, and it downloaded in like 30 minutes. It no. was like a 50 yeah, gigabyte my, game. If I would have used the hotspot on my phone, it would have done the same thing. Well, guess what? You didn't. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, that's what I've been chilling. That's what I've been chilling. Chilling, gaming, gaming blah, blah. I've been drinking, all the above. Well, I've been drinking uh, a little bit of Reds and some Bud Light. Um, Gaming-wise, I'm still cranking down on that Spider-Man, bro. I'm swinging. <laughs> I'm swinging through the fucking city. Bro, so uh, unpopular opinion. I'm getting to the point. You know how Caleb does, Bolts. It doesn't matter how good of a game it is. I'm getting to the point that, like, the times that I I get a chance to play Have you ever actually it, finished video games? Of course I do, bro. <laughs> I'm just asking no, because... I do. The only ones that I have not finished that are blockbuster games in the last few years 
are Horizon Zero Dawn and The Witcher. Those are the two. Well, and also this other one that I plan on finishing. And we're not going to mention. Not, not going to mention it. Go ahead. No. Speak of thy truth. <laughs> the anyway, truth shall set so, you free. Um, there was a big update to Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, new stage, two new characters, uh, Cooler and Android 17. Um <laughs> yeah, you know, bite it, your tongue. It, it was it was actually a massive massive update update for fighters because they got some new hair dye oh, for Goku. You, I hate and you. they had to they had to in, oh. in, ingredly, like implant it into yeah. the roots. Of Anyways, Goku. so played that and also had my my boy Jesus over here the other day. My bro came over, played some um, Mortal Kombat XL. Uh, and he beat the shit out of me and Dara. Oh, yeah. I'm good at it, yeah. I know. We're going to have to get him back over here so he can f- play him in a fighting game. Why? So he could beat me in that? No, he beat me in Dragon Ball Fighters as well. You, he could beat me in that? He could probably beat him. No, don't even say it. Blasphemy. Versus no. Capcom 3. Anyways, so it was funny. He was like looking at me. He was like, bro, I don't even know what the fuck is going on on the screen right now. <laughs> Jesus is a great man. Oh, great dude, man. He is hilarious. But um, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, some crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Some crazy stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of crazy things, um, some sad stuff as well. But we're going to get down into that right after this on the Second Opinion Podcast. You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. All right, guys, we're back again. It's your boy, Celeb. How you doing? And joined by Bolts. A.K.A. the man, the myth, the legend, the legend killer, Randy Orton. <laughs> um, but uh, so on today's episode, I do have one topic that I want to talk about real quick that I don't have on the list. For some reason, I didn't put it on here whenever I was making show notes. But we're going to talk about a couple of crazy things that have to do with Telltale. So Telltale has officially been shut down. And what's crazy is that some of the employees have officially come out and filed a lawsuit against Telltale for labor laws. Um, And I can totally understand. What's nuts is that the shutdown happened and they were like, we're not going to finish. You know, we're going to keep on the skeleton crew to finish these games or whatever else. But then they said they weren't going to do that. And then they said they were going to do it. Well, you know, it's like a lot of people in the industry have already said, and I totally agree with them. How about you pay your employees? How about that? You know, that's always a good thing, especially in the workforce, you know? Yeah, you know how it is. I mean, bro, you you randomly just out of nowhere pop up and say, we're shutting down. (laughs) 
You don't get your health care. You don't get your severance. You don't get your retirement. None of that stuff. We're closed. See you later. And then... Bye, Felicia. You, I mean, you had to... Like, they had to have expected a lawsuit. They had to have. You would think so. Um, so, it's a really sad thing, but I'm glad that the lawsuit is happening. They Those employees are very... Um, highly deserved of their their wages, of their health care, of everything that they have done uh, at that company. And, and the, I mean, then now this lawsuit also says that, you know, Telltale wasn't paying them on overtime sometimes. There was a lot of times as well that, you know, some other stuff had happened at the studio. Um, so it's, it's agitating, bro. Like, it's one thing if a studio just shuts down and is like, hey, guys, we're not going to make it. Here's your severance, whatever, which sometimes that happens and sometimes it right. doesn't. But when this happens, it's like if UPS were to walk up to you and like, hey, the Palestine Bridge is shutting down. You don't get anything. Nothing. You get no retirement. You get no health care. You get no wages at all. Uh, well, that's different because we could transfer to a different center. I know. But like if they were just like, we're going to have to fire all y'all. We're firing everybody at the Palestine Branch. There's no, no transfer. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. It would be salty. It'd be salt in the wound. And you know for well, a fact... Uh, See, so you, you can't you can't use UPS as an example. I'm just saying a job in general. Like if you had a job and somebody came up to you, let's say you had a full time job making really good wages and all this other stuff, you thought you had everything, all your ducks in a, in a row, and then your boss comes up to you, has a meeting with everybody, says, "Hey, we're shutting everything down. You're fired. We can't pay you any severance, and you don't get any health care as of today." Well, I mean, you would be fucking pissed, right? Well, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at, bro. I'm not saying more or less UPS, but I'm just saying if they were to come up and do something like that to you or to me, it would be hell to pay, you know? So um, they definitely definitely deserve their wages. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, Moving into a little bit of a lighter topic, October's PlayStation Plus Free games have been announced. I'm a little disappointed by them. Friday the 13th, the game, and Laser League. Laser League is a multiplayer, uh, like, couch co-op style game to where you, like, shoot these laser beams and try to block each other from whatever. And I don't know. It's a cool game. Uh, it's free, so I'm going to try it out. Uh, Friday the 13th, the game, something I've been wanting to pick up for a bit. Um, you know, you take on the role as Jason, and, like, four other people can take on the role as multiple other um, teenage death. Teenage death. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> teenage corpses. Um, and uh, you get to go around and kill these people. Now, in the recent updates, um, uh, recent updates, there's like a single player mode to where you can get like different type of horror stuff. But there is no new content coming to this game until the lawsuit gets lined out. Um, right, right. You know, the whole thing over the, the Friday the 13th brand or whatever else. So, um, Pretty good games, right, Bolt? I mean, if you want to say they are, yes. Well, originally it was supposed to be... I can't remember the first game, but I know it was It was supposedly said that Diablo 3 um, Eternal Collection was supposed to be coming. And then I was, that would have been great. Bro, I was so ready. I told Dara, I was like, you know what we're going to be playing in October? She's like, hell yeah. And then they announced them. I was like, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be playing Assassin's Creed Origins. Anyways... So, <laughs> number two, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, has 30-day early content on PS4 and takes a total of 105 gigabytes to install the game on your PlayStation console, Xbox One, whatever. 
pretty crazy amount, but we have seen this before with Call of Duty titles. Correct, Bolts? I, it, I, it, it doesn't matter. The, it, I, you know, there's so many different extended hard drives that you can buy. So, I mean, it could be it could be 347 gigabytes, and you'll download it and play it. Yeah, that's right. So it really doesn't matter. Um, well, my thing <clears throat> is the 30 day content. Um, we talked about this recently on the podcast, and me and Bolts don't like this. Um, I don't like the fact that I just I don't understand why exclude like the DLC stuff is still happening. Like, wh- I mean, what is to gain? I guess because like you actually think you're going to sell a console. I mean, well, I guess that happens with Call of Duty, but. I don't know, bro. It's just it's aggravating to me. You know what I'm saying? Exclusive DLC, like timed DLC. What do yep. you think about it? Um, yeah, the, the the time the time release capsule that is DLC for most of the consoles now. Um, co- consoles are so so grabby about things. You know, it's like what um what was it was it was it Grand Theft Auto? I think it was might have been Black Ops Three, yeah, or something like that. No, two. I can't remember whichever one it was, but but um, um, Microsoft got all the DLC. Black for Ops it. Two was it? Black Ops Two. Mm-hmm. Microsoft Black got Ops all the DLC. 3, I think was the first one that did DLC for uh, exclusive DLC for PlayStation. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like it, it to, to me. Third days is long. Um, I, I I mean, you know, pay, Sony probably played, paid extra for this, so I can understand why they do it. It's all about the business aspect of it, um, but yes, I, I you know, uh, for 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 example, I know, I know a a young man named Tanner Keith who traded in all of his Xbox stuff, his Xbox uh, Xbox One X, his Elite controller, all of his games and stuff like that, so he could get a PlayStation Four Pro. So whenever Black Ops Four comes out, he can already have the DLC before it comes out to Xbox. Seven days early. So, yeah, um, so. It, it happens. It happens. Yeah. It happens. It's stupid, but it happens. It is stupid, but I agree. It does happen a lot more than what we expect it to. It's 2018. Still doing the same bullshit practices. Both over there drinking intensely. Um. So, <laughs> number three, uh, Castlevania Requiem, a bundle that brings Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood um, is coming to PS4. What you thinking, Bolts? Now, mind you, don't think about it as a re-release. Just talking about Castlevania. Do you like Castlevania as a series? I like old school Castlevania. This is old school Castlevania. No, I like... Okay, let's put it this way. This is 93-97 Castlevania. Okay, hold up. Hold up, screw. Listen. No, you hold up, bitch. Now, back, back, <laughs> when, the, back when these were made, they were great. The story of Castlevania is amazing. Uh-huh. Okay. But this does nothing for me. Why? Because I've I've I've, I've played these games through and through. Uh-huh. Why would I want to play them again? Why not? Why though? Because it's only nineteen bucks. And it's in four K. So <laughs> <laughs> big fucking deal. <laughs> but look, I that's go, the I, thing. That's the thing. And this is what we've talked about before: mm-hmm. is that there's two different styles of gamers. And I heard this recently on. Um, Oh my God, what podcast was it? Jesus Christ. I can't even think of it. I've been really trying to tune in to a bunch of different people's podcasts. I think, I think 
it was on either kind of funny or it was on somebody else's podcast. They were talking about this and they said they didn't understand why this was a big deal. Um, Maybe it was the Giant Bomb podcast. I don't know. Um, They were basically saying, you know, why is this a big deal? Why are people getting so excited about like the PlayStation Classic and and whatever else? You know, it's like you're going to go out and pay for games that that have already been released, you know, and and we're trying to move into something else. Stop going back and talking about the great days of like, hey, look how amazing this game was. Um, You know, let's move into the future of gaming. You know, and which I agree. I do agree. I totally understand why people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Whatever else. Because, and, you know, there's part of me that thinks Konami's really fucked up in the last couple of years. And it would be better if they try to rescue the Castlevania series from what was the disappointment of Lords of Shadows 2. I don't know if you played it, but it was it was not what Lords of Shadows 1 was. It was, it was not the same style game. But remember, Lords of Shadow 1 had a very big influence from Hideo Kojima. He really helped a lot with the project uh, Kojima Productions did. So, And the second one, I don't think, did at all. Um, now, this one, um, as I said, it has um, Rondo of Blood Haunt and Symphony of the Night, which Symph- Symphony of the Night is by far one of the best Castlevania games ever made. Oh, um, yeah. It's the it's diamond on the roof, bro. It's cream a of the crop. Came out on PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. 1997. Really, really good game. But this uh, this PS4 version will feature 4K, 1080p upscaling with full trophy support. There will also be an additional aspect to where you can, like, if you pick up items, you can hear different stuff through the controller, the DualShock, whatever. will do all this type of different type of vibrations, whatever. Um, now, with that being said... <sighs> With that being said, I do have to agree with Bolts that I think they should have probably focused on something else. Now, this is obviously something really easy for them because it's only 19 bucks um, for both of these games. It's something that they can just push out, whatever else. But it is exclusive to the PS4. It's only coming out on the PS4, and it does come out on the 26th, which is the same exact day that Season 2 of Castlevania comes out on Netflix. Well, we'll see, we'll see the good thing about this is that people are going to go rush out and buy a $500 system so they can play a remake <laughs> of Castlevania. It's fucking stupid, man. Well, bro, you look at it like this. Castlevania has a huge following. You're absolutely okay? right. And if anything, they probably released this as a promotional game. On the same day of Castlevania, so if there's anybody else that hasn't played these games, they could play this. And the way I'm looking at it is that maybe some of these characters that were in, you know, Symphony of the Night or or Blood of Honor or whatever, um, will be in season two. Blood right. Haunt. I'm right. Sorry. And uh, let me tell you something about that about about people who haven't played these games. Yeah, most of the younger people, younger than us, mostly in their twenties and stuff like that, yeah. did not get a chance to play these games. Uh-huh. Okay, if you want to bring these games back to let them play it, to let them play it, then do it fucking right. As of what? As a complete, complete remake, built oh, from man. the ground up. Yeah, this, this this does nothing. Okay, you're gonna show them a game <laughs> that people don't want to look at. You're gonna squint your eyes because it's gonna hurt. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. I don't oh, care if it's God. gonna be upscaled. It's upscaled from what? What 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 two forty something? If you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky, it's gonna upscale to four eighty. Come on now, I'm just saying the, the the story behind Castlevania is absolutely one of the best stories of all times, as far as video games go, comic books go, whatever you however you want to put it. It's one of the best stories ever of Dracula and all that jazz. Yeah. Okay. But, but games like this, 
if you want kids and, and people to play these games, then you need to build them from the ground up. Yeah. I'll still hate it, but it's better than bringing something back from 90, not 97 and something like that <laughs> and upscale it to, what, 1080p at 4K? Yeah. From, what, back in 97, a poly, polygraph going on? Come on, man. That's, to me, that's that's a disjustice to the system itself. Yeah. And I, if, if, if you want people to play these, then just, re, then just, just do a rem- full remake. That's it. Now, see, that's what you were talking about before on the last episode of the podcast. You said if they're going to do a remake, remake some of the greatest games that have released as a full remake, exactly. like they did with Spyro I, 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 and Crash Bandicoot. I'm still, and I see, I don't think those games. I know are you great, don't, right? I know. But I, I'm still not going to like it because you're still taking a step back. Yeah. But, but if, would you play that game? Let's, let's say if they came out with Symphony of the Night at like Uncharted graphics, would you play it? Probably not because I've already played it. It, it, it doesn't add. Okay. Everybody comes to me because people listen to this podcast. They come, well, you played Mass Effect how many times? I said, yes, you're very true about that. But I could play through Mass Effect today and tomorrow and have 40 different, completely different outcomes as far as my characters goes. Yeah. Yes, yes. From from, from A to B, from A to Z, at the end of the game, you're going to have the, you're gonna have an ending of the game. Yeah. But everything between that can be completely different. I agree. That's pretty much like me with Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Like, I could go back uh, with Elder Scrolls Skyrim and, like, still to this day find shit and have no problem playing that game over and over and over again because there's always going to be something different because it is somewhat choice-based. Um, so, I gotta admit, Bolts is right there. All right, number four, Ron Perlman and T.I. join Mila Javokovic. In the Monster Hunter film. Are you planning on seeing this, Bolt? Uh, yeah. Why? Just because Mila? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Ron Perlman, are you Ron kidding Pearl- me? Ron Perlman is a dude, man. Like, T.I., he's done some acting here and there before, but I'm not a big Monster Hunter fan, though. Like, the games? The, 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 game, the games, I am not. Uh, um, the, the, the one that they just released recently? Yeah. I don't know. Too much as well. Yeah, because you played it a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but the no, film Ron, seems to be good. Yeah, yeah. Ron Perlman and Mila, they could probably turn something good in there. I don't think so. And you know, we saw in some of the recent Resident Evil movies um, that uh, there were giant monsters and all this other stuff. Uh, and you know, kind of a shout out to what could come eventually. Right. Um, but you know, they're talking about doing a remake. A relaunch of the of the Resident Evil movies. I don't know, bro. Like what? The only way that I could see them doing that, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Mila is very happy about it. No. Um. But I can tell you this: as much as I love the Resident Evil movies, I know they 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 they're, they're corny to their greatness. They really <laughs> yeah, were. They yeah. were corny to the greatness. Yeah, like they're those movies um, that are like really good, but. You're, you're like, man, this is so, so bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, um, if if they relaunch them, they they they've got to they've got to find a storyline and stay with it. Um, I, yeah, they've because through the Resident Evil series, um, yes, I know everything is about Raccoon City and Umbrella and stuff like that. You've got to stick with Umbrella. You you got to stick with Raccoon City. Um, I I felt like in some cases they jumped, you know, from yeah, you know, it was like you know all of a sudden There's they're too much going on. You know, all of a sudden they're in Las Vegas. You know, it's like okay. Anyways, but yeah, um, they, they've they, they've got to streamline a little bit better. Yeah. Um, 
but and, and if they could get the right people to do it, the right characters. And don't get me wrong, I love Mamila, and she did a fabulous job. She did. Um, but I'm I'm sure they could find some some people to take over, and 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 the right director and all that stuff, right producer, they could do well. I just hope I hope if they do it, I would really like them to do it in a more classic type of. Um, in a classic type of zombie way, I, I, you know what? I, why not stick as close as you can to the game? That's what I'm saying. You, like you, you, you arrive to like, this big ass house. Yeah, bro. Come like on, Resident Evil One. I'm telling you, yeah, start dude. from the Resident Evil director's cut and roll with it. I totally agree, bro. I think it would be awesome that way. Have the have the doors. The first door you walk up to, you open it up. It's like, I'm just, yeah, oh, bro. yeah. If, if if they could if they could put it a fill a spin on that like that, mm-hmm. and then keep it as close as they could to the video game. Yeah, but yet though the Hollywood. Um, flash in there yeah. It'd be really good I, I agree um, Alright so Something to kind of Line up with The first topic We talked about tonight October's Xbox games With gold lineup Includes Overcooked And Hitman Blood Money There's two other titles um, I'm not even going to Talk about them They're like You know Smaller titles There's one on Xbox One on uh, Xbox 360 um, But Like I said dude I don't know bro I Like It's, uh, it's The The the, the the games with gold in general this month are not like the best. Um, they're the I'll just go ahead and mention them. Uh, it's Victor Vran on Xbox One, um, and <laughs> and uh, Stuntman Ignition, which I played Stuntman Ignition when it first came out, and I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but you know that's whenever there wasn't really a lot of good games out for PS3. So, um, but Overcooked. <clears throat> Me and Bolts have had our time with Overcooked on PS4. And I'm going to tell you right now, that fucking game, if you don't have four characters, don't even fucking try to play it. Right. It gets to a point in the video game itself that it, it makes you play four characters because there's no way to pass anything. Um, probably through the first four levels, you could play with three. Yeah. But once you get to the fourth and then get to the fifth, you better be like, hey, here's number four. I'm going to tell you right now, if there's anybody out there that's beat this game with only three characters, you're fucking, y'all, y'all, you're a god. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts, because this game is ridiculously difficult. Could you imagine playing that shit with one person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's no way. There's no way. Um, and then, you know, of course, Hitman Blood Money, uh, which is which is one of the best Hitman games to come out. And Hitman 2 is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my son will play the shit out of that game. Hitman is a great game. I, I love the relaunch of it. And then now with them being pretty much their own studio, doing their own thing, they're away from Square Enix. Um, uh, was it Square Enix or was it was it Square Enix or Chris? Yeah, it was Square Enix. I, I swear to God, it was. Anyways, so um, Hitman Blood Money was such a great game, and Hitman Two is going to be just as good. Um, got to play a little bit of that as well um, at E3. Very small demo, um, but anyways, moving on from that, man. A little bit of a kind of sad news, but good news as well. Um, and we've seen this with two companies, so I'm going to mention both of them. Um, Bethesda uh, brought this kid, Wes, um, an early version of Fallout 76. Uh, he is um, he is terminally ill, and basically uh, they're stopping treatment. And he was able to... 
a good friend of mine, Matt Grandstaff, who is a global community manager of Bethesda, uh, drove four hours from Maryland to bring um, this awesome surprise to this kid. So big shout-outs to Bethesda and Matt Grandstaff, dude. Like, I have already so much respect for you guys. And then this just, you know, sent it over the moon. And there was also another... Um, another time in the last week that Nintendo actually went out to um, a fan that was terminally ill and let him play Super Smash Brothers um, before it came out. Um, And uh, sad news about that, he lost his battle and died uh, a couple of days ago, uh, passed away a couple of days ago. So, um, you know, it's just wonderful to see these studios out there doing stuff like this. Um, and uh, really showing how much they care about their fans, and uh, it's just it's a great thing, man. So much love to Bethesda and Nintendo for doing what they've done uh, within this last week. Um, so uh, next up, Death Stranding. Oh, oh, I have something to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I no, no, no. It's it's. <laughs> I'm sitting over thinking. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This 12 year old kid gets to play early early access to Fallout 76. And then he gets on, and there's, like, no one there because there's no I'm NPCs. Sure. I'm sure what they probably did, and I'm thinking... <laughs> he, said they're like, he said they're like... <laughs> I'm sure probably You could have just stayed did, home for this, y'all. <laughs> probably what they did is they, they probably got some other people to play on. Yes, I, I know. I'm around. just saying. <laughs> I know. I'm being an asshole, uh, bro. Because Fallout uh, 76 will be the worst ever. No, it won't. It'll be a good it's, game. It's, it's okay. You know it's going to be a good game. You've admitted it already before. You know it's going to be a good game. You know it's going to be successful. You know what? I hope I say that, and then it's awful. I really do. No, bro. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. I know it will. You know it's going to be good. It's just like New Vegas. I don't like New Vegas. I hate New Vegas. And everybody can sit there and say, blasphemy, blasphemy. But I hate New Vegas. And all these people out there like New Vegas. And I I I didn't play play Fallout until Fallout 4 after the first two were made. I know. Death Stranding trailer introduces Troy Baker's character, the man in the golden mask. And what the fuck is going on, guys? No clue! Still don't know <laughs> what the fuck is going on in this game, but I'm going to tell you right now, it looked fucking good, oh, bro. Was sick looking, bro. So crazy. Basically, Troy Baker's character comes up. He's like, <laughs> you know, blah, 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 whatever. I see you're, you know, trying to ignore me or whatever else. And he's like, uh, uh, you know, you could live if you get past this fucking thing and builds this... Builds this fucking creature, giant golden masked creature out of thin air that you have to fight in the game. Um, no clue what's up, but I'm going to tell you right now, the art direction, the style of this game, it looks great, bro. It really does. And you know whenever I get it, you're going to have to come over here and like, we're going to have to have a slumber party, Bolts. That's fine, and then we'll play it, and then you'll never beat it, so... I hate you so much. <laughs> no, but three the, games. But 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 that game, it, it, it just looks <sighs> visually stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about the story, <laughs> but the, but, but this is the, this is the one thing that you're looking at, and you're like, I, I think I need to play that. It's so crazy. I've never been so blank on a game and been so excited at yep. the same time. It, it is nuts to me, dude. It really is. All right, so next up, something I've been wanting to talk about since, you know, the <laughs> 22nd. <laughs> Devil May Cry has has microtransactions for character upgrades. All right, so it was recently announced at TGS that the game is going to have um, it's going to have a microtransaction ability to where you can pay real money to get green orbs and red orbs to upgrade your character. 
You are a piece of shit if you buy this stuff. End of story. But just let me say this. Let okay. me say this. This was available in Devil May Cry 4, I think. And you're a piece of shit if you no, bought it. No, just, just get me where I'm going. It's optional. Okay? Plain and simple. It is fully optional. It does not affect any other thing. It's something completely different if it's like Devil May Cry online and you could pay for your, uh, you know, to upgrade your character. Basically a pay to win system because you're fighting other characters online. Something completely different. This system right now, yes, it is. It is. It sucks to still see microtransactions, but it's optional. And all these fucking people out here, out and about, are saying they're not going to buy the game now because it has this small microtransaction aspect in it. Now, bolts. If it, and and we know that you can do this. There are microtransactions in Assassin's Creed. There were microtransactions in Origins. Okay. You can use real money mm-hmm. to buy what are the points called? Fuck Assassin know. points or whatever. You can use real money, buy those points or whatever else, and then you can buy different shit to use in the fucking game, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would that stop you from would that hinder you from playing Assassin's Creed? Like if they had that option to where you like you can use real well, money. Well no, because I played it. Thank you. And you unlock shit on your own and built up points on your own, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same situation with this. Devil May Cry 5 has that ability to where you can do that, but you can unlock them. Only defense that I will have against Capcom with Street Fighter 5. Same exact system with Street Fighter 5. The only the one thing that I hate about them is that they they're still doing co- costume packs, fucking season passes and all this shit that are overpriced. Costume packs that just launched the other day, fucking 14.99 a piece. What? Are you crazy? But then, you know, it comes down to microtransactions. They're fucking optional. All this shit is unlockable in the game without doing it. If somebody is dumb enough to go out and spend microtransactions, then let them spend it. It's not affecting your fucking game at all. And it's the same thing with me. I'm going to tell you, I will admit it through and through. The one game that I ever played, uh, spent microtransactions on, Fallout Shelter. One game that I ever spent microtransactions on. Or, well, you know, basically to buy stuff for in-game. And also, well, no, the shit that's in um, Legends is not microtransactions, though, I guess. No, you know, you're... No, you you're just are, buying you packs. coins and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, so, you know, um, as but, you level up and unlock stuff, you can do that as well. Um, but Fallout Shelter, I bought packs with those. I did, because it helped me in-game. But in this aspect... You know, it's the same thing with that. It, it wasn't an online game. It's not like it's affecting anyone else. So if someone, as me, is dumb enough to buy that shit, then whatever. How's it affecting you? How's it fucking hurting you? How's it hindering your gameplay ability? Because what? Like, oh, I'm going to spend money towards this, and it's going to keep the games industry down to what it is right now. What? Am I crazy over here, Bolts? I mean, what the fuck? I, to, to, to me... I just think it's 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 dumb. To, okay, look, and and this is and of course this is this this is me coming from the old style gamer. Okay, when you pick back in the day when you picked up a Metal Gear Solid or a Final Fantasy or you know um, something big like that, you know, you played the game and you played the game. And you're done. And you, you unlock yeah. what you need to unlock. You can go back through it sometimes, unlock something else that's completely different, and so on and so forth. Yeah. To, to, to me, this just... 
and you're right. You're right. People who purchase this stuff does not affect me by any means. By any means. But overall, I, I, to, to me, it, it takes away from the gaming experience itself. Yeah. And... I mean, if, if if everybody could, what, what what would be the point of buying a game? Buy the game, okay? I got the game, okay? I'm gonna go and I'm gonna download it, okay? I'm gonna buy this stuff right here, my, I'm gonna max out my character and play through the game like that. Yeah. What would the fucking point be? No clue, no clue. I think, it, and look, I agree with you, bro. The system is stupid, but it's not gonna hinder me from buying this game because I know Devil May Cry Five is gonna be a great game. Plain and simple. It's the same thing with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They're going to have a system in there. Ubisoft is Ubisoft. They're going to have a system in there to where you can buy in-game currency with real money. That's a microtransaction. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. We have not seen an article about it yet. <clears throat> because, I haven't seen any articles out there that are like, fucking Ubisoft. Because I'll tell you right now. Because most of the stuff that you buy in Assassin's Creed Origins... It has nothing to do with upgrading your character. But it does, though. There's no, it, some. Yes, there is. There's some stuff in there to where you can buy weapons which help you in-game. The, the, the currency that you can buy in Assassin's Creed Origins, for sure, is... You still have to be a certain level to use them. No, I know that. Oh. I know. But, like, in this aspect, it's just, I'm just looking at it. It's the same thing. It's all microtransactions. Well, I yeah. have no problem. I have no problem... When it comes down to these style of microtransactions. Because it is just these companies trying to make money. But what I'm getting at is Capcom is getting a bad rap because they have a history of doing stupid shit. Alright? Ubisoft is not getting the same exact bad rap because they have a history of not doing stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Everyone knows that Odyssey is going to be a good game. All they've been getting is praise or whatever else, but nobody's been fucking talking about the microtransactions that are in that game. Not one goddamn person. Because to me, it's different than what this is. It's an, Listen, I look at it like this. It's all helping you in-game. I don't care if it's upgrading your character or if it's upgrading a, a, a performance weapon, bro. If you, if you have the ability to use real money and let's say there's a sword, let's say there's a sword you have that does 15 damage, but... This sword that's in the Ubisoft store can do 45 damage, okay? You don't have enough Assassin's Creed points? Guess what? You can go to the Ubisoft store and use real money and buy the points that you need to, to get that. But see, this is also the way I look at it. If you're carrying around a 15 damage sword and you want to go buy this sword that's at 45, you, can't, you won't even be able to carry that sword because your level's not high enough. I understand. So, so by, that, by the time you get to the level, you got a 45 sword now. You have a 45 sword here, and you have a 45 sword over here. It's still the same sword. I know. You're looking at it as somebody that that's played the game and then said, okay, well, I can do this. I can do this. You know, I can't do this until I get to this level, whatever. But what I'm trying to mainly get down to is microtransactions are microtransactions. Plain and simple. It doesn't matter how you look at it. You know, a puddle is a fucking puddle. You know, one's big, one's small, whatever. They're all the same thing. So my thing is this. Yes, these aspects are in the game. And yes, I don't really like seeing them. But bro, fucking talking about not buying the goddamn game because of it. I mean, come on. Get over your fucking self. I know we're going to agree to disagree on this. I yeah, know we will. That. I know. Yeah, but still, listen. I respect your opinion. And I know you respect mine. So, right? <laughs> <laughs> we would be Anyways. able to sit here face to face and do this if we did. 
<laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're like throwing bottle. You hear? Oh, fuck you, bitch. Oh. All right. So um, <laughs> next up and last topic before we move into the discussion. Soul Calibur 6 is getting a beta starting this Friday. And boy, am I excited. Oh, my God, bro. I'm so ready. Holy shit. It is a full-on network test. You're going to be able to play with, I think, like four or five characters. Um, and it is uh, <laughs> it's coming out on the 27th. You can download it on the 27th starting tomorrow. And then you can play it on the 28th, which is Friday. I will be doing a live stream of it. Bolts will be over here because bitch-ass Bolts is going to sit there and talk shit and say... The whole fucking time. Bolts said, uh, I tweeted out and was like, hey guys, doing a live stream on you know Friday, the network test, Soul Calibur, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, how about you get a real man to come over there and play it? Or how about you get somebody to actually play this shit? So what it is, uh, from the tweet, it says, Warriors, prepare yourself for online battle on PS4 and Xbox One. You are invited to help us test our online network for Soul Calibur 6. Log in and play ranked match mode. Download the Soul Calibur, fi- uh, Soul Calibur 6 network test September 27th and draw your weapons on the 28th at 8 a.m. Pacific District Time. That means 10 a.m. our time. Pretty fucking excited, bro. Oh yeah, get your get, get my. That'll be the first time I'll get my hands on it, so I'm super excited. Now, uh, this is a network test. That's fine. As we know that you know the first couple of there's got to be at least an hour or so at the beginning that there's going to be so many people trying to log in and whatever else is going to fuck up. Well, get the fuck off and let me play. <laughs> That's what you can do, right? It's gonna there's going to be some issues with it. I know there is, but I, I just hope that we're able to get a couple of good matches and shit in, experience the game. I'm very excited, man. You know I am. I've um, been talking about Soul Calibur since I, I played better fucking game. get a chance. I'm going to beat all their asses. <laughs> But anyways, all right, guys, we're going to take a quick break real quick, and then we're going to get down into our top 10 games from 2010 to 2018. I think our list from last week was a little screwed up on some of the years, but... No, my list was pretty straight. Yeah, you think. No, I know. No, you don't know. Uh. All right, right, guys, (laughs) we'll be right back. guys so we're gonna move into our top 10 games of 2010 to 2018 i guess i have to go first this time right uh yeah you do okay 
So number 10, Journey. Came out in 2012 on the PS3. Me and Bolt actually first played this game at Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. Very good time. We, uh, we, also, we, got, played, we, we also played like Starhawk that time, didn't we? Starhawk. Yep. They were in, there was that Starhawk tournament to yeah. where we almost won some yeah. sick-ass posters or picture frames that were Sign signed. And stuff like oh, that. bro. Yeah. Me and Bolt were so... Close to winning that. If we would have just, I think if we would have won the match that we were in, we were we would have won. So, damn, bro, I was a hundred percent sure we were going to win. Anyways, but Journey was just such a great game. Um, it, it really, I mean the the overall art design, the the music, just everything was unbelievable. Um, and I know you played a little bit of it. You didn't like fully complete the game. I don't think. No, I, I don't. I, I only played it here at your house because I didn't yeah. have a PS3 at mm-hmm. the time. Right. And if I had a PS3 at the time, it was only for MLB The Show. That's whenever I was first getting with Dara. I remember she came up there, and I was like, <laughs> one of the first times she came over to the apartment, I had a blue, I had a Sony PlayStation Two um, light. Remember that light that I had? The neon, it, it, light? Yes. the neon one. So it was like a neon sign that like gl- it was like glowing blue. And Dara's like, "Where's your apartment?" I was like, "There's a blue light glowing out of the window." She was like, "I'm not gonna lie, it was a little creepy." <laughs> <laughs> but we sat there and um, we ate, and then we played. I played Journey, and we just sat there and like she sat there and watched it with me. She was like, "That was awesome. That was like a movie." So. Um, I just really, really loved that game. Uh, and then it relaunched on PS4 as well. So, um, which games just tend to do that on PlayStation systems. Um, as is the next one, which is probably a little bit higher on my list than what Bolts expected it to be. The Last of Us came out in 2013 on PS3. And, bro, the tears were rolling. Holy shit. I'm going to tell you guys. Naughty Dog did a damn good job with this game. It's by far one of my favorite games of any PlayStation console. Um, and that story, dude, especially now, it resonates with me now more, especially since I'm a dad. But god dang, dude, it was just, it was such a crazy game. You can actually check out my full walkthrough of that game. I did a walkthrough to hype up uh, going to E3 this year. Check it out on the Second Opinion YouTube page or Centilinks.com. So, next up, number eight. And, and this will be the remaster edition for the Switch, <laughs> right? <laughs> the original editions. Uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim came out 2011 on PS3. Before I moved here to Palestine, when it came out, Bolt came to my house, brought his uh, Xbox 360 and his TV, and we hooked that shit up in my room, and we sat there for fucking, what, 15? Uh, I was going to say, we, tw- we were probably there for a good two days, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, it was like 15 hours straight one day, and then I think he you left because you had to do something, but you came back the next day, and we, all we did was just game. That's bro. it. It was crazy. You guys know, if you've been listening to the Second Penny Podcast um, for a while, one of my craziest experiences ever was playing Elder Scrolls Skyrim early. I played it at PAX West in Seattle, and uh, it was so unbelievable. It was such a great experience. She's like, you know, Jenny was like, we're going we're gonna to set you up, and, you know, you're going to play, and you're going to play, and y'all are going to play this for an hour. You know, Skelly didn't want to play it, so he went and played Rage. And um, and uh, 
you know, two completely different experiences and in, in, in the hour of gameplay. It's just such a great game. I'm still finding stuff to this day. But the I, I do have to say, the vanilla Skyrim, even though it had glitches, I think I enjoyed it more than the 4K Skyrim. Yeah, because it was the first one. It was the original, man. Yeah. Number seven, Far Cry 3. Oh, my God, bro. Far Cry 3, holy crap. Came out in 2012, played it on the PS3, um, and uh, Voss is one of the greatest villains to ever be created. Yes, sir. No fans or buts. Um, the, the, just the game was just great. Uh, I loved every bit of it. It actually came as a pre-order bonus to anyone that got the digital deluxe edition of Far Cry 5. Um, and I played back through that a little bit here and there, but it just, I don't know, bro. I think I'm, I think I'm getting into my old man status, uh, with bolts and I, I got a feeling that some of these games just should not be remade in HD. They should be left alone. That's it. Um, so I thought it was cool. I thought it looked great and whatever else, but it just did just didn't feel the same. I don't know. Um, but next up, number six, Uncharted Four: A Thieves' End. Nathan Drake came to an end in this one. There was Uncharted: Lost Legacy that came out a little bit later on, but this came out 2016 in PS4, and I have to say it was one of the most beautiful and most enjoyable. Uncharted titles that I've played year to date. It is it was visually stunning, bro. One of the best looking games wait, I've wait, ever wait, seen wait, in my you life. Know, um, if you haven't played it yet, too bad. So you just listen. Um, when they, when he gets to the island before the storm comes, and you're climbing up to the top, and then you just look around, and you just got this visual. Oh my god! Didn't you get a PS4 just for that? No, the PS4 that I bought came with it. I got a PS4. And then to you play got rid of the it. show. Yes. The only reason I ever buy Sony is to play. MLB you should have just kept it. Well, you could play God of War. It was it was it was during the holidays. I don't play shit during the holidays. <laughs> so I didn't. I have no it. room to talk, anyways. Huh? I have no room to talk about getting rid of shit. See, um, how's that switch working out? <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, so, but yeah, Uncharted Four was great. Uh, it really was. It was just, uh, and even the multiplayer, bro. The multiplayer for Uncharted is way better than what what people expect. So. Um, I just, I really love the story. I love the whole Crash Bandicoot thing that was at the end of that it as pretty, well. Yeah, that was, that was so that fucking was cool, sweet. man. Um, but number five, Grand Theft Auto Five came out wow. in 2013. PS4, probably one of my favorite Grand Theft Auto games of all time. I played that motherfucker from start to finish. Great story, bro. I, it was the first Grand Theft Auto game that had three protagonists at the same time. You would instantaneously, like, switch back and forth from them. Um, bro, and, like, Trevor is one of the greatest characters ever made in a game, dude. Wow, bro. Trevor is just crazy, man. I mean, he really was. But the dynamic between the characters was great. The The overall visuals were, was pretty awesome. I loved it whenever they added in the update for first-person mode in the game. It really just heightened my gameplay. Oh, yeah. Photo mode, the online mode. The online is by far one of the most successful multiplayer modes of all time. Um, so, really good game. Number four, something that... I didn't even expect to put on this in this spot, but I think it definitely deserves it. Infamous Second Son, brought to you by Sucker Punch Studios. Um, kind of a relaunch of the Infamous series. Uh, we did see Cole McGrath and Infamous. Oh my gosh, Infamous One and Two. Um, but uh, you know, 
it was it was so weird, man. Like the second one was like different. I think there was actually a different voice actor in the second one from the first one. But the Infamous series was always great. But Second Son and uh, and the DLC for that as well. I can't even remember Second uh, Infamous Light something. Um, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was just really it was a really really good game. I I, I think it's probably one of my favorite games uh, on the PS4. Um, visually, gameplay wise, everything. Now number three hits hard in my heart, bro. Real hard in my heart. Oh, Doom. Came out in 2016 for the PS4. Holy shit. Balls. My God, bro. The fucking game, dude. One of the best first-person shooters already before it was remade. Uh, and for the 2016 year. Whatever. Um, but Doom is so unbelievably great. The, the multiplayer was not very good. But... The, the story mode, the just like in-your-face violence was fantastic, dude. God bless it was so fantastic. And I just I just loved everything about it, man. It really was one of my favorite games of that year for sure. Definitely one of the best games I've played so far on PS4. And I know it came out on Xbox, so chill the fuck out. Anybody listens with your PS4 exclusive. Number two, this is the shocker for Bolt, because this is a game that I did not finish. Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, this is a game that I did not finish, and the reason why I didn't finish it is there were so many other games coming out. Um, I had, you know, reviews to do. I had articles to do. The game came out, and it was just like, you know, it came out in 2016. I didn't get it until a couple, what was it, beginning of this year? Or was it? Yeah. Was it? The end of last year. I don't know. Anyways, Bayak, great character. Cool story. Probably my favorite thing about it was the exploration. Um, it was it was like no other Assassin's Creed game to... Well, let's say... I wouldn't say to date because Odyssey is about to come out. But um, it was just a... It was a great game. And 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 I think it, it speaks volumes for the game by stating that it's on my number two list. Right. And right. I didn't even no, finish it. No, I got you. Bro. You know, so um, it, it was a really, really, really good experience as what I played. And I do plan on picking it back up and playing it before Odyssey. So um, number one, I think you know what this is. God of War 2018. I don't even know what really to, to say about it outside of it's just one of the most visually stunning games to ever be released ever um the the the, the relaunch i'm stuttering over here the relaunch the voice acting the story the music everything about this game is breathtaking it is it is by far one of the greatest games to ever be created in this decade and I can stand by that 100%, not saying that as a Sony fan. I think if this game came to Xbox, it would be like the number one Xbox game. No fans would. It, it would because Xbox people would get the chance to play God of War, so they would go out to buy it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, um, And I have two honorable mentions. I know we're only supposed to be doing one, but honorable mention number one is Fallout 4. It's a great game. Got to review it. It was an unbelievable game. I really loved it. Um, and it did have its, its, its issues, but it, it was a good game. And my second, Resident Evil 7. First person Resident Evil game. Fucking awesome. Bro, horrifying. Awesome. Fuck. 
I ended up deleting the game like right at the end of it because I just got to the point of being like so fucking scared of the game. I got, I mean, literally, I was just about to beat it. I couldn't beat the final character, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just, I, I'm done because it, it was just, it had me on the edge of my seat. Now, I do need to actually go and re download it since Halloween's right around the corner because there's some free DLC. Um, there's some good storyline DLC that I need to go back and play. So, anyways. Moving on to Mr. Bolt. Tell me what your list is, bro. All righty, here we go. Bolt's top 10. 2010 through 2018. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's begin off with number 10. Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh-huh, my bro. You know, it's, it's, it's the ultimate sandbox game. It, this game, like you said, it brought a new dynamic. Uh, the dynamic of switching between three characters. Um, I honestly wish Trevor would get his own game. Oh, yeah. Um, when you got done playing Grand Theft Auto, I mean, 90% of the time, yes. Yes, the story itself shifted between the three characters, but if you were running around just doing shit, you were Trevor. You know, when you were just out running around doing a not damn thing in the game, not story mode or anything like that, you were Trevor doing something. His, his his outtakes, his his voice, his demeanor, he's crazy son of a bitch. And whenever you would switch from your character to Trevor, you have no idea where that man was gonna end up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it was just it was it was fucking <laughs> yeah. You would like wake up laying on a beach in your underwear, like, oh what the fuck uh, is going it on? Was, it was just fucking it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh number nine, Wolfenstein the New Order, two thousand fourteen. I know you were probably surprised. You're like, why the fuck didn't Caleb have this no, on his no, list? Not, not surprised at all. Um, the, I loved, I loved the game. Right, right. No, um, this was was this was a, a a great, grand, excellent remake reboot of this story. One of one of the best games id Software has ever made. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and what was cool, you know, it was a first person shooter. Um, by all means, but you could you could also take it to a to an espionage um, espionage way, you know, if you want to sneak in and, and knife and stealth and stuff like that. Um, but the story was was awesome. Um, it was good to see BJ back in the go. It was just it was great. It really was. Yeah. Um, number eight, Tomb Raider re- reboot of 2013. <sighs> I can't say enough about this game. Um, the deaths. Is it was so good, man. It the was, deaths, yeah. <laughs> basically, um, it, it was just it, it was a it was a great refresh. Yes, now they took a play off Uncharted by all means, but that was a smart play to do. Uncharted was amazing. So you so, so you take the bits and pieces of of what Uncharted was, and you and you give it to the, basically other than Pitfall, the, the very first you know Tomb Raider itself, the the, the woman the woman, the person, to go out and find, you know, Eldorado or, or this or that or, you know, if you're on the PC version, you're, you're shooting dinosaurs for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Tomb Raider, the, re- the reboot was absolutely amazing. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good game. It was a very good game. I, I have to agree. I, I feel like an idiot for not putting that on my list now, but it was a, it was a really good game, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say it again, the shocking thing about that game was the deaths. It was. It was Not brutal, man. Not just her man. killing people. Bro, she got effed up in that mm-hmm. game. Number seven, Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. I've got to put this on here. I've spent many... When did that come out? Uh, 2011. God bless. Yeah, man. 
it was it was many hours have spent getting my ass whooped <laughs> yeah. and whooping ass on that with multiple friends in a pile just you know, you know everybody back to the pile just like South Park would say mm-hmm. it was a big orgy of Marvel's Capcom 3 always and it was it was just so much fun to play um it, it, it explains itself that's all I gotta say about that <laughs> number six Far Cry 5 2018 okay I, abs- I loved Far Cry 5 I absolutely I absolutely did um I loved the whole geez, redneck cult faction going on you know praise to Jesus and Lord and all this stuff it was just what was it what's going it, it manifested perfectly through what kind of what was going on with in the real world in the United States you know and it just it just it coexisted perfectly with what's going on in the video game to what's going on in the real world. It um, definitely did, you know, especially in that election that was going on. I'm telling you, you know, the the, the seeds are some are some demented fucks, people. Yeah, you know, and the sad part about it, there's fucking people out there like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was just, it was a great aspect of it. Um, it, it, it was a little repetitive, um, but it was still great. I mean, yeah. big open world that you could traverse. Boats, planes, cars, bikes, whatever. It was really good. Um, number five, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Mm. I, you know, I knew that game was going to be on your list. It, it, it was. And let, let me say something. Assassin's Creed One. It, it, it was the it was a starting runner of this series. Um, it had some really great aspects. Um, I, I really didn't like it that much. Assassin's Creed Two is a gem. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, um, yeah, I got Assassins. Now that is one game that I bought day one right. when they relaunched it on right. PS4. Assassins Creed Two. I have the HD collection. Um, oh, and, I got you. Yeah, yeah, like bro. that game is is one. I think right now, if I get on that PS4 and look, or that PS3, the trophies that I have on PS3, I have that game at like eighty seven percent. I almost completed it and got a platinum, and I I right. didn't ever do it. Um, Assassins Creed Three was okay. Um, I, I, I like the time frame. I just thought it was I, just something about it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Hmm. And Black, I wonder, I wonder what that was. Maybe Desmond dying. Oh, that didn't bother me much. <sighs> you, you know me. I, you know how I am. Some characters just got to go at some point. Not Desmond. I'm just saying. He didn't get his whole I'm story told. Man. And of course, you know, you had Brotherhood and yeah, but that know, holds all, no flag. Right. It's exactly. a black flag. Black flag was really what got me back into Assassin's Creed. It was yeah. an open world traverse. I mean, you're a pirate named, you know, um, Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were about to say? I was. I Your was. power named Edward Norton. He's uh, kind of a hard actor Ed, to work Ed, with. Edward, um, he's he's just he's he's a great character. And that, Bro, that, you and you and TJ, man. I'm telling you, man. That time frame of 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 the Brit of, of of the UK and the pirates and just the, it was just it was a good time frame, and they did so well with it. I don't know why I dislike that game so much. Bro. I don't either, man. I don't either. I just really didn't like it. <clears throat> Number four. The ultimate zombie experience, Dying Light, two thousand. Dying Light, two thousand and fifteen. I, you know, the, you you talk about the horrifying. Let me tell you something. When you're running through the middle of the night, and you got the zombies screaming to your left, and you got the chasers chasing after you, and all you got is a pipe wrench, and all you can see is oh, nothing. bro, your heart's beating, man. And and the, the the I love the story behind it. I I, I love the gameplay. Um. 
it was just I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a, it was a non a nonstop playing experience for me. Yeah. Um, number three, Assassin's Creed Origins. Of course, this right here is the epitome of what Assassin's Creed games should be from this point on. Um, I know you can only do so much with it after this point. Um, besides going through the history, because because the, the like I said they, they've completely redone the RPG aspect of it they've made it into this beautiful RPG um, Origins was just spectacular in every way the Egyptian style Bayek was a great character the emotional strain that he had from losing his son um, it was just uh, it was so good it was so good um, number two Mass Effect 3 course Mass I knew Effect this 3. was going to happen. Let me tell you something. People, pe- people can bitch and whine and complain about everything about us about Mass Effect Three. Mass Effect Three, other than the multiplayer, was a perfect ending to this to that trilogy. I of totally games. forgot they had multiplayer in there. Yes, yes. Totally forgot. They took away my from my single player campaign. <laughs> to, to, to fucking add, multiplayer. Yeah, to add there. multiplayer. So, Mass Effect Three was what, what to me was a perfect ending to the saga that is Commander Shepard. Yeah. You know the struggles that he had, um, the alliances that he built, the the, the, the characters that he that he killed. To it was just the characters he made out with. Right. It was it was such an emotional roller coaster. So many choices in Mass Effect Three. My Jesus. Yeah. I I, I couldn't imagine. It's. I mean, everything you made was was just like God. I gotta make this choice. Fuck this one too. It's it's just it was brutal on it was brutal on your heart on your mind. It was so it was a perfect ending. Commander Shepard lived long forever, bro. He will live on forever in our dreams. That's it. As a as three different colors: green, red, and blue. <laughs> I love you so much, bro. Oh my god. Um, number one. Came out in 2012. Oh, God. First person shooter. I don't know. Borderlands 2. Ah! Yeah. Bro, there's so many games on your list that I yes. expect you to be. Bro, what about Gears? Yes. Jeez. Wow. Borderlands 2. Let me tell you something. Wow. I am like, I am baffled right now. I swear to God, I thought your number one was going to be Gears 3. I swear I did. <clears throat> Anyways. Well, gear, when did Gears 3 come out? Uh, you know, if you wouldn't have asked me, I could have told I you. I think it came out in 2011. It was, it was something early 2000s. Yeah. 2010s. Anyways. Uh, Borderlands 2. Um, there's, I, I, there's so much in this game. From all the DLC to, to Handsome Jack, is, which is one of the top three villains of all time. Um, to, the, to the customization of the weapons. To your skins. To the characters. To the land, to the creatures, to ev- everything in this game was absolutely perfect. Um, you know, from from Scooter to Claptrap's annoying Scooter ass. Scooter was awesome. Yeah, to Tiny Tina. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tiny Tina. Let me tell you, the best character of the game, hands down. Really? Hands down. <laughs> Mr. Torque. Oh, my Jesus. I could go on and on about this motherfucking game. It is so great on every level, on every single freaking level. Uh, it's it's. What it's, is it? Well, let me ask this. Okay. Since it's on, it's so good on every level. Oh. oh what wait. is? <laughs> what is something that you would change about the series? 
about, about Borderlands? Yeah. Would have never made the prequel. Oh yeah, that was the mm-hmm. one in between. That was the no, that was the one that that game right there is the prequel to Borderlands. Oh, there was there was Borderlands one, Borderlands two, and then there's Borderlands the prequel. pre pre sequel or yes. whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, um, I would have made that game. Um, but honestly, there's nothing that I would have changed anything about Borderlands two. Borderlands two was was great from a one player to a four player co op. Um, the great thing about the great thing about adding more characters, playing along, playing as allies in the co-op, the heart of the game was. Yeah, that was a great aspect. Yes, I could go through the one player, but if there's four people in there, you better expect you know super badasses coming out left and right. Right. You know, it was just everything about it was so it it was it was perfect. Great. It really was. Yeah. It, I have I I would put that first person shooter wise top of the line totem pole sitting there going what's up bitches. <laughs> You know, um, honorable mention, probably one of the hardest games I ever played in my life. Motherfucking Cuphead. Cuphead. My Jesus. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard ass fucking game. This game was so visually stunning. Yep. I love the whole like 1950, 60, 40s cartoon style, whatever you want to call it. Um, the game itself was insanely hard. Totally whether agree. whether it, whether you're playing one player or two player, it was just difficult as fuck. But it was so much fun. The really characters fun. are amazing. It's just oh, it was just it's so awesome. It is so awesome. That's my top ten with my with my HM. Hope you enjoyed it. Of course we enjoyed it, man. Borderlands 2. Bitches. You're gonna have to go re-download Borderlands 2. I uh, you don't need, well, no, I got the handsome jacket edition. I know you house. do. I know. Fuck Anyways, that, uh, so play. shout outs, Bolts. You can get some shout outs this week. Man, let me tell you something. There comes a time in a man's life <laughs> oh when he's God. gotta realize that No, you know what actually? I'm gonna shout out to my UPS drivers this week. I know, I know. Y'all be quiet. I'm, I'm shocked right now. Right. No, um, I'm running the center by myself this week because my boss is out. Um, he's, he's taking some kind of schooling or whatever. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm sort of kind of a dick most of the time, if not all the time up there, because you have to be because you deal with union employees. Um, but the drivers have been have been really, really awesome this week. Um, they've given me some lip, but not much. Um, but they've gone out and done what I've asked or told them to. Um, you guys are awesome for the most part, and I thank you very much. JD, sub dog, love you, bro. Love that dick. Justin, I know you're hearing me, dog. You're one of the better drivers. You know that, sir. <laughs> Thanks for listening, man. Jesus. Also, my son, Mr. Aaron James Bolts. Yeah. Who was in a play today what at school? That's where, I, that, that's where I was. He had a he had a Columbus Day play that he had to put on for his class, uh-huh. and he was the lead character. He was Mister Christopher Columbus because he was the only one of the few that could actually remember the lines that he was reading. Um, he did awesome, man. He had the little hat with the little curls and little coat and stuff going on. <laughs> he was he was he was rocking it. He did an awesome job. Love you, buddy. You're my dog. Missy bunches. Miss you all the time, homie. Well, you know I love you, AJ. I definitely love JD's beautiful beard. What's up, bro? How you doing? Triple H looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout outs to JD. 
Shout outs to Justin as well. Shout outs to anybody that tunes into the podcast every week. I know sometimes you're like, damn, they got a lot of podcasts, but we got the main event podcast, which is up now. Um, and also, by the time you're listening to this, we got the Off the Hinge podcast, uh, which we got the great opportunity having Dara back on. And I think Dara is going to be a main player on that show. It's going to be. God damn much he is. Yeah, right? <laughs> Big dogs in the house. <laughs> Um, but shout outs to my amazing daughter and shout outs to my family. Shout outs to my brother. Um, just shout outs to everybody, dude. Thanks for always being awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the second penny podcast episode two thirty. Make sure to hit us back up next week. We're going to have some great content next week because we're going to be prepping and getting ready for all different types of gaming news. And then on main event, hey, we're going to be getting ready for you a super real- showdown. Do you realize, do you realize when we do the next Podcast. Jesus. I will have Assassin's Creed. Are you sure? Yes. No? Yes, when does it come I out? Get, I get it the second because it's pre-ordered, homie. Oh, God. That's all he's going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I will be King Leonidas' bloodline. <laughs> I will carry the spear. You're ridiculous. All right, guys. Peace out. Bye.